Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, I'm Kevin McDonald, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. And in this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about all things auctions. So I'm actually on the way to one of my investment properties that I bought at an auction, and I thought I'd have a chat with you about it and about auctions in general along the way. Kevin, people say you can't make money at auctions anymore. Is that true? (laughs) No, not true at all. There's some awesome deals that can be done at auctions, and the property we're just heading to now um, got all of our money back out of that deal, plus some, and... um, within just a few months. Auctions are phenomenal right now. There's only three ways really you can make money in property, or buy deals. You can find them through estate agents, you can find them direct to vendor, or you can get them in auction houses. You can make money in all three of those, or you could lose money in all three of those. It's not about whether you can get good deals in an auction or not, it's about knowing what you're looking for. It's about being able to spot the good deal. And um, I sell in auctions, I buy in auctions, you certainly need to know what you're doing when you're doing auction properties because yes, you can get burnt badly. You could um, buy the wrong property or a complete lemon. So it really is understanding property investment, knowing what you're doing, but there's some absolute bargains out there um, when you know what you're doing around auctions. What was the first one I ever bought at auction? I'm not sure I even remember. I do remember, we're gonna drive past it in a moment. It was a block of flats. So we bought a block of six flats at an auction probably about six years ago. Paid about 135 grand for it. We spent about 90 on the refurb and fees. So we're all in for 225 grand. And I actually sold that property recently for 315 grand. So we made about a 90 grand profit over the six years in the uplift. But we also made around 1400 pound a month cash flow from it while we owned that property. So it was a block of six flats that had been run down um, we just did them all up, refurbished it, refinanced it. At the time we refinanced it, we got a mortgage probably about six years ago for 285 grand. And then um, after getting the mortgage at 285, that we revalued at 285, we got a mortgage at 213, pretty much getting most of our money out, less about 12 grand. And that's actually the building right there, that block of flats. So it's a town centre location. Ha, um, just happened to drive by it. Pa- town centre location. It was, so just go over those numbers again because I wanted to get that quickly as we drove to it. Uh, It was purchased 135, 90 grand for the refurb and the fees. So there was some bridging costs and stuff in there. Total spend 225, revalued 285, got a mortgage of about 200, I think it was 213,750 at the time. So around just over 11 grand left in the deal, but it cash flowed about 1400 quid a month. So within the first year, we had got all the money back out that we had put into that deal. And then that was around six years ago. I sold it in the end of 2020. So around 12 months ago, we sold it for 315 grand. So we made the cash flow for about five years and then made a 90 grand profit on the uplift in the price as well. So overall, pretty good deal. Is it harder to get deals through auction, direct to vendor, or estate agents? Oh, they're all very different. So 
you can get some amazing deals direct in auctions. As I said, it's all about knowing what you're doing. Um, the, you can get some phenomenal deals, phenomenal deals direct to vendor. You can get some great deals with agents. The, the, there's very key differences between them. Number one, with estate agents, it's, you need to build relationships with the agents. If you're just surfing Rightmove, you're not going to get the very best deals because on Rightmove, it's almost too late. With estate agents, we're getting to see houses before they ever come on the market. They, if you think about a process with agents, they'll get a phone call from an owner to go and value a house. They'll go out to do the valuation. What they'll then do is um, they'll agree a price with the owner around what they could sell it for. They'll then send out a photographer to take some photographs. They'll then um, write up the description of it from their website. And it's probably about six, seven days between the valuer going out to look at the house and it actually appearing on Rightmove. Now, if you've got a good relationship with the agent, they'll be showing you those properties before they ever appear on Rightmove. And maybe you've seen some. When it appears on Rightmove, it all, you, you look at it and you go, geez, it only appeared today and it already says sold subject to contracts. That's because we bought it. That's because we were in before it ever went on Rightmove. So with estate agents, you need a good relationship with the agent to get the very best deals. Direct to vendor, you're the only one competing for that deal. So with agents, you've you, you got to know your numbers because otherwise some people are, are say, thinking a house is worth what the agent tells them it's worth. But an agent's not a professional property investor. Direct to vendor, you've got to really know your stuff because you're the one determining the value. There's no agent telling you what it's worth. There's nobody else telling you the value. You've got to work out your numbers. So you've got to know your area, you've got to know the rentals, and you've got to know your property prices in the area if you're going to be doing direct to vendor stuff. So you, you can work out your discount. So you're basically the valuer. With an auction, the thing I like about auctions is it's, it's put on there at a price. Now, you can get caught out badly in auctions, but the great thing, if you don't know what you're doing, but the great thing about it is when it's put on for a price, it's a bidding war. And you know that if you are successful in an auction, that at least one other person was willing to pay a few hundred pounds or a thousand pounds less than you. So you know that, you know, direct to vendor through an agent when you make an offer, you don't really know if anybody else was willing to make an offer. The agent could tell you they were, but they might not be telling the truth. The direct to vendor, there's only you. But with an auction, that price that you've paid was a little bit less, or a little, sorry, a little bit more than what someone else was willing to pay. So you kind of know that what you've paid is around the ballpark what it would be worth to what another investor would have been willing to pay. So that's one of the other things I like about an auction. The other thing with agents is when you make an offer through an agent, you could get gazumped. Somebody else could come in at any point and gazump you and take the deal off you, pay a bit more for the deal. Especially when you're dealing with things like repossessions because they go to 14 day notices. They're actually put in the paper where they can say, this property is, I drove by my house, gotta go back. Um, I don't know which one it is, it's number 74. Um, so we, with an agent, somebody else could come in and put a higher price. If it's, in, if it's a repossession, it goes in the papers, it's offered at a higher price uh, to anybody. So they're basically saying, if anybody wants to pay a higher price, you're welcome to pay a higher price. Direct to vendor, yes, you don't have that problem. But with an auction, you know that when you've bid on a property at an auction, that, that is it, because on the drop of the hammer, so long as you're above the reserve price, you are buying that property. You have basically exchanged contracts. If you are the highest bid and it's above the reserve price that the owner has agreed with the auction house, 
Not the guide price, the reserve price, because there's a very big difference between a guide and a reserve. The guide price is to get you interested in the auction, get people interested in that property, get them online or get them in the auction house. So that's the, the bulls price. The reserve price is the agreed price that the landlord, the owner of the house or the landlord is saying to the auction house, if somebody bids above this reserve price, it's sold. So it could go above the guide price but not sell if it doesn't go above the reserve. Once it's above the reserve, you know it's sold. So you bid on the property, it's above the reserve price, you have basically exchanged contracts. You're legally bound to buy, nobody else can outbid you for that property, it is yours. So very different between buying in an estate agent, buying direct to vendor and buying through auctions. It's not is one better than the other, there's pros and cons to each, there's benefits to each. I really like auctions because they, the market at the moment, people are, you hear people say, oh, everything's selling for crazy prices in auctions. Well, if you actually go online, they're hearing it from people who, they, they say it because they heard it from someone else who said it, and they've never actually checked an auction house. They've not looked. In auctions, if you go through auctions that are happening right now, probably about 30% of stock, 40% even, is not selling. And there's, there's probably 200 auction houses in the country. But what happens is people are looking at the big ones, Savills, Bernard Marcus, these type of auction houses, thinking everything's the same. But there's 200 odd auction houses across the country. So there's loads of little auctions, unknown auctions, where you can pick up absolute bargains. So certain types of properties, certain auction houses, and not listen to people on social media saying, everything's going for crazy prices. That is absolutely not true. You stick to your price, you don't pay too much, you work out your numbers just like you would with an estate agent, and then you go to the auction and you don't get emotional about it, you make a financial decision, you stick to your guns, you stick to your number. If it, if it goes above your number, you walk away. If you get it for below your number, then you've grabbed an absolute bargain. And do you have any strategies or game plans when you go into an auction? Um, if it's in a live auction house, yes, I always like to sit at the back of the room or stand at the back of the room because you'll see the auctioneer play loads of little tricks. So they'll be doing what's called off the wall bids. One of the things people don't realize about an auction house is the auctioneer is allowed to create bids, legally create bids that don't even exist, so long as it's below the reserve price. And you'll always know when they've hit the reserve because they might be doing some bids in an auction and they'll say, so for instance, I paid 74 grand for this house and they might say uh, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72. And if the reserve price is 72, they'll then go 72 to the guy in the blue shirt on the second row. So you almost, they point and call out the person. That's the little tip that that's the reserve price. We're now definitely selling it today. Or the auctioneer will sometimes say, while he's talking, he'll actually say, we are selling today. He'll say the words and you go, we're above the reserve. So we're gonna, this one's going today. Sometimes um, they'll have, you, you gotta watch the room because they could have, and, and I wouldn't go to these auction houses, but you could have somebody in the room who's kind of pushing the price up. So you have a look out for somebody who's always bidding early, but they're never there when it comes to the crunch at the end of the bidding. So they get a little bit of hype in the room, they get a bit of interest going, and it's all about building on emotion. And this is where you've gotta make sure you stick to your numbers. I never really like to get involved in bidding in an auction. It, it always astounds me where people like will bid early and push a price up. I always wait until there's two people left in the bidding or, or when it gets to the final person and it starts to slow down, 
then I'll enter the bidding. So I want to see who's inv interested, what it's like. I don't want to. I want to take the heat out of it. If you bid too early, you're just creating more heat for the fire. So I always bid late once it's really slowed down. Because at the end of the day, my bid's not doing anything. An early bid's not doing anything when you've been an early bid. I just wait and see what sort of interest there is and then make that bid. I also like if nobody bids because you, the best places to buy in an auction are actually pre-auction or post-auction. You buy in the auction, you've bought under the auction conditions. If you buy pre-auction or post-auction, you can actually agree different terms. So you can agree a longer completion date. You can agree special terms. The reason I really like post-auction is if you stand in the back of the room and you watch, you can, if they're in the room, you can spot the owner of the house. Because once it finishes and it's not sold, the owner will typically stand up and walk towards the auction desk, so where the auction house staff are, and you know the owner. You can, you, you've spotted them. You can then do a, a chat with them and agree a price with them and then speak to the auction house. Now, it's still under auction conditions. They've still got probably 28 days where if any bids come in, they get paid. However, you can start to negotiate a creative deal with the owner right there and then. The owner is emotionally distressed. They wanted to sell. They expected to sell. They've paid the auction house. It's not sold. The last thing they want to do is go home with their or still owning the house. The last thing they want to do is have to put it back in an, another auction, pay more auction fees. So what do they do? They'll do a creative deal with you at the end of the auction. So hanging around to try and get post-auction deals is a phenomenal way to pick up some bargains. Um, so that's one thing. Online auctions, very same thing, is I, I wait and hope that it doesn't get a bid on it. I actually did a live feed video in the middle of an auction where I was hoping nobody would bid so that I could speak to the auction house directly afterwards and try and negotiate the purchase after the auction. Online auctions, you've got to be very careful of the clock timer. So there's, they'll typically give you two minutes. So when the clock runs out, they'll give you two minutes to bid. And again, they can create a bid to try and make it show there's interest. They'll create a bid right up to the reserve price. And then, it, then it'll show not sold. And you're thinking, oh my God, people are bidding on it, but actually nobody's bid whatsoever. In fact, when I was selling a property in auction once, I had a reserve price of 195 grand. And I was watching, it was a two-day online auction. And I was watching the bidding going up into the 170s, 180s, and it got to the mid 180s. And I rang the auction house saying, um, do you know what, can I change the reserve price? There's, there's, I know there's a lot of interest, it'll probably go over 195, but it's now at 186. I'd be happy to let it go for any price above this. Can I drop the reserve price? Can we rechange the reserve price and just let it be sold? And they said, yeah, you can, absolutely, you can drop the reserve price, but we've not had any bids. I'm like, what do you mean you've not had any bids? I've been watching it for a day and a half. There's loads of bids. And they're like, no, 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 we're just generating interest. So be very careful of getting caught up in the hype of, especially on the online auctions where there's loads of interest. They'll, they'll put it up at 500 quid, 1,000 pounds, 5,000 pounds, every half hour, every hour, every so often to let you think there's interest. But if they're below the reserve, there's no interest. So there's some tips I'd say on just being aware of the little tricks that happen in an auction house. So difference online to different live in the room. I've bought in both, I like both, but again, you gotta know what you're doing and you gotta be aware of the tricks. Final question. If someone hasn't got their first buy to let, their first investment property, and they're struggling to find a deal through an agent, direct to vendor, would you advise them 
to do an auction or is that a bit too much? Um, first ever buy to let, would I advise you to do a property purchase in an auction? I wouldn't, you get in auction houses a lot of stuff that you won't see on a state agent's window. So you'll get um, bits of land, freehold, um, freehold, lease, freeholds of blocks of flats. So not actually a freehold property, but a freehold of a block of leasehold flats. You'll get um, things like graveyards or um, um, roundabouts and random stuff, pubs, commercial, loads of random types of property. But you'll also get a lot of maybe structural issues, fire damaged, professional landlords who are trying to get rid of property that they would not sell in an estate agents because they know that on the drop of the hammer they've exchanged, so legally you're bound to pay 10%. I'd be avoiding all that stuff. If I'm starting out in property, I'd keep it simple. Singlets, small normal houses, two three bed houses, keep it simple. And always check the legal pack. So if you're first time purchase, even if you're your fifth, 20th time purchase, get a solicitor to look through the legal pack. You'll spot little stuff in there. You gotta be very careful. There'll be things like um, lifetime tenancies where you're not able to get the tenant out. You're not able to increase the rent. There could be short leases on blocks of flats. So um, I've I seen one recently where it said um, 99 years left on the lease as of 1985. So somebody might read it the quick glance and go 99 years on the lease, but it's 99 years minus 2021 back to 1985. So it's 36 years off that, which means it's unmortgageable because there's less than 60 years left on the lease. So be very careful of the wording, the small print when you're reading auction houses. So as a new starter, I wouldn't be bidding in an auction if it was unless it was a normal two, three bedroom sort of house. Buying something, you know, ex-housing association, something like that, um, a repossessed property. Those type of deals is typically unlikely to be structural issues or any title issues or anything. However, read the legal pack. Get a solicitor to look over the legal pack. That will keep you safe. So don't just go wildly into an auction and bid on anything. You gotta know what you're doing when dealing with auctions. So you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember, we're out every Tuesday. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you're subscribed. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been amazing. See you next time.